Is your orphan's blood too soft? With iron blood, the fun never stops. Look, all of us are underemployed. Please join the Patreon. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ballin' Out Super! Yep, uh, I'm your host, Jeremy Hammond, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Katie Rose Leon. And Alex Patak. What's up? I'm building wells now. <laughs> I have a part-time gig assembling wells. <laughs> I have adult asthma and I'm working in well construction. 2019 is my year. <laughs> Rising grind. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this week uh, we are not joined by our beloved co-host Katie Rose Leon. She is working. R.I.P. <laughs> Her labor <laughs> is being extracted as we speak. But... We are joined this week by comedian Ginny Hogan. Hi. Hello. How are you? How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? We're cold and sick. Yeah, it's raining, but it's cold. <laughs> it's the worst possible weather here. How yeah, is that? Yeah. Had like a palm tree fallen on you or anything? Um, there are literally palm trees outside my apartment. I also have like an orange tree and a pomegranate tree in my yard. Well, it's funny because there's always like this. Um, there's like the showbiz sort of like rivalry sort of feeling between New York and L.A. where there's like this resentment of one another for moving to one or the other. But I, yeah. I feel like none is as strong as the resentment of New Yorkers for people who move to L.A. simply because it is a tolerable lifestyle <laughs> and we continue to live this absurd way. Yeah, people really always want me to say that I hate it, but I don't. And I grew up in New York like I I'm like used to the city, but I love LA. Have you been cyber bullied? Um, I get cyber bullied a lot. Oh, you mean for loving LA? Just yeah. for anything. Just what have they done? I'm being cyber bullied right now. In fact, I need to just um, shut off Twitter for the day. I I posted a stand up clip and a guy commented like about how I end every sentence like it's a question. And you know, now we're engaging. I shouldn't have engaged him, but now yeah, we're that's talking. Nagging. About, yeah, that's attention-seeking <laughs> behavior. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying that's to establishing contact, but on the internet. <laughs> yes, it's horrible. I really waste a lot of time being angry on Twitter. Are you guys being cyberbullied? Uh, I have been cyberbullying lately. <laughs> uh, it's empowering. Well, I realized recently that, like, uh, because of like the way that my followers and following has gone. Uh, it's incredibly easy for me to find just like shitty turfs to get in fights with on Twitter. Like it always seems like somebody's like quote tweeting some turf somewhere saying something fucked up, and right. I can just jump in and just be like, Hillary "Oh Clinton. yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> exactly." Yeah. Is J.K. Rowling a turf? I feel like I that, don't know. It's not in the Harry Potter universe yet, but it could get there. Professor McGonagall thinks a woman is born a woman. <laughs> it's just one of those you know, like patches of the universe sometimes. <laughs> She got like a lot of flack for like later saying that Dumbledore was gay, right? Like, yeah. Well, it's the way she does it. She does it like she's patching a video game and she's like, by the way, Dumbledore was gay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Smoothed out tree textures, also Dumbledore's gay. <laughs> I don't have the heart for it. I'm here for to Twitter do Twitter fights. Yeah. No, I'm here to do true posting. 
to just say that you know like go be f- totally random on the internet yeah it doesn't pay dividends the way it once did but i'm here fucking doing it well and you have jake to do a lot of fighting on your behalf that's true i have if, if i'm on a team with jake flores my net fighting is still far too high <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm actually i'm fine um but yeah. we should we should interview jenny yes yeah, go interview so, jenny all right so jenny we like to start the podcast off by talking to our guest about uh anime and what your experience with it is uh were you ever like a fan of anime um i was not i'm trying to think if there was ever i don't think i was ever into any of i mean i think i might have been into dragon ball z for like a second when i was a kid Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I was Pokemon. Yeah, it was a great second. Yeah, like Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that. Yeah, yeah. Into Pokemon. Um, from maybe ages like eight till nine. How did that make you of- feel? Good. I like the um, like I like that they're always collecting new one. Like I'm like I have a like, quarter instincts. Like I liked. Yeah, it's part of the, It's like shopping. <laughs> In a way, when yeah, like you have to totally catch totally. them all. Yes, exactly. Why? Like I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I haven't I haven't watched anime in a while, but I did enjoy watching this episode. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I felt I felt like I mean spoilers for the listener, but it's a good one. <laughs> it yeah. is. We'll yeah. get into that. We'll get later, into it in a little details, bit because it's juicy. But so. But so you seem like like you have some amount of anime in your past, just not that you were a fan. Like you've seen stuff. It, it's buried. It's stuff. yeah. I I have a funny anime story, which is like two oh. months ago. I was having lunch with a friend, and she was describing her like ideal man to me. And then she said he's kind of like he looks exactly like this character from this TV show, and I hadn't heard of the TV show. And then she pulls up a picture, and it was an anime character. <laughs> My heavens! I mean, this this yeah, show we watched in particular had some choice boyfriends some in it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's something about Mars just really just like shreds you up. They never quite yeah. explained what it was. We will go into this more. I have a lot to say. Do you know who it was? Oh, what anime character? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't remember the show, but I did kind of think the character was hot when she showed him to me. I like the spiky hair. Okay, spiky hair. is spiky. Was it from Dragon Ball Z? You would recognize that. Yeah. I once, I think I used to date a boy who kind of looked like an anime character in that he had like the spiky hair, which I thought was very cool. Yeah, I mean, it is cool. I mean, all of 1999, all of the bands looked like they were in an anime, so. It was a great year. (laughs) Would you count that? Yeah. Do you count that as like the same kind of spiky hair? What nineties? Uh, like some forty-one spiked up hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like um, they all passively look like trunks. Well, I always figured when they draw like the like highly stylized anime spiky hair that it's just kind of like supposed to be like a poetic in- interpretation of like a dude's spiky hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I never thought that if you saw it in real life, like Goku's hair really is like <laughs> two feet long. <laughs> it just seems extra. <laughs> it's not actually yeah. like that, but it's like that. Um, right. man, I'm dying to know who this anime I know. Was. Do you remember anything about this character? Oh, Give us a hint. I can't, like, his hair was, like, gray. I'll ask her, and then you can, like, reveal it on the episode after this. Hair was gray. Was it Kakashi from Naruto? It could have been. Did he have one eyeball? <laughs> no, he was, like, I want to say he was kind of conventionally attractive. Conventionally? Oh. oh. Two-eyed, even. <laughs> <laughs> no Sharingan involved. Um, 
Um, okay, well, we're not going to get to the bottom of that. Yeah, no, okay. it doesn't seem like we're getting anywhere with that. But so uh, during the time, I guess, like, since it, you weren't really an anime fan, but you said you were into Pokemon. Like, did you play the game? Were you, like, a card person? I collected the cards. I don't remember ever, like, playing it against someone. I also, I went to an all-girls school. I don't know if that is a reason to be less in the anime, but I don't no, think... No, that is a very anime thing. I hate to watch girls fight. Yeah, we didn't, like... I don't think my friends were in anime, and I don't think other people were, like, playing Pokemon at school. Oh, really? Because our school had, like, a rule where you weren't allowed to do it anymore because of the <laughs> epidemic. Yeah. Yeah, same yeah. in my they're enslaving pets <laughs> all across yeah. the playground. <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody, it was probably, considering I grew up in Long Island, like I imagine that a lot of it was probably like uh, fear of an Eastern influence. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep, uh, freedom isn't free kind of thing. <laughs> um, okay. Well, okay. So if you weren't, you weren't even that into Pokemon and it was, you weren't an anime person. Did What was your passion in the, these formative years of yours? Do you feel like you were like a theater nerd or anything like that? No. As a kid, I'm trying to think. As a kid, I feel like I had kind of normal hobbies. Like what shows? I like watched a lot of like The Simpsons. <laughs> I actually honestly didn't watch very much TV as a kid. My dad was like really strict about it. But we watched The Simpsons like as a family. Right, um, you were just being straight I'm- up normal. <laughs> Yeah, we were normal. We would like, yeah, like on Sunday nights, we would like eat ice cream, watch The Simpsons, and then watch Malcolm in the Middle, and that was like my like TV time. But right, I didn't right. think Malcolm in the Middle was really good. No, Malcolm in uh, the Middle, normal ass show. Yeah, not an anime at all. Yeah, the vanilla yeah, ice cream yeah. of sitcoms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, there's some boys. They don't get along. It's not a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I like drew a lot. I was really into like math. I don't know. I was a nerd, but I don't think I. Yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Your example of being just normal, your passion was just math (laughs) so far. Just checking it. (laughs) Were you like an AP math kid? Like you were really good at it and stuff? Yeah, when I was little. Oh, you know what I did? I was really into chess when I was little. That's what it was. I I did like math. Yes. Yes. All right. There we go. (laughs) I did math in chess contests, but I wasn't like a nerd. Um, no 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 it was really cool yeah you were the way you did it was cool (laughs) did they send you out to tournaments yeah oh yeah every weekend what (laughs) that's not normal i wish we'd known this we could have watched the chess anime (laughs) i probably stopped when i was like 10 um with the chess and then in high school i was really into like speech and debate yeah um like normal stuff, which I also made. Yeah, up normal ass shit. shit. Just real <laughs> shit for real heads. Yeah. Would you classify it? So I don't think we've discussed speech and debate on this show much. No, never. Speech and debate is like stand-up comedy, but without fun. Yes. You know, I used to do like, yeah, I would like deliver the speech and then you like cross-examine the person where you have to like poke holes in theirs and it really does feel like roasting, which I don't do, but it's like yeah, yeah. you have to find those like you mean to them. You claim Abraham Lincoln was our nation's greatest president, but with those shoes? <laughs> My yeah. man wearing those shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind uh, of like um it's like stand-up comedy, but where you have to like 
you have an obstacle to everybody like agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah. You know, like usually it's just kind of like you're on stage, you have the microphone for the most part, unless you say something like really out there, people are going to like go with you on a premise. Yeah. Whereas in this case, there's another person who's like, no, actually, relationships aren't weird. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bachelorette party built in. <laughs> <laughs> Were you good at it, Jenny? Were you good at speech and debate? Yes, it's like the la- it's like the last thing I was really, really, really intense about. Like I Ooh. was really into it, and I I spent like every afternoon like reading The Economist because we like talking about current events. And yeah, then just I was- normal shit. Definitely a nerd. Looking at your resume here and seeing a bunch of normal shit, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I'm trying to make some content here. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, like, what kind of shit were you debating? Like, because I don't know how old are you, like, what was current events at the time? Did you have a move? Okay, well, so we would get a question about current events, and then we'd have half an hour to write a speech, and then we'd give, like, a seven-minute speech. I remember the big thing. Okay, so it was, like, I was in high school from, like, 2005 to 2009. I do remember, like, the 2008 election. I It was, like, almost all boys. I was, like, a staunch Hillary supporter in the primaries, and, like, I would always get called a fascist. I also once described my I was cross-examining my boyfriend at the time actually the funny uh-huh. thing was he became my boyfriend I just like had a really big crush on him but he got the year of JFK's assassination wrong and I called him illiterate in front of and it was like, at a really big <laughs> it was in front of like 200 people how could you not support Hillary Clinton with that kind of history <laughs> I, know, I know yeah that's how I feel I don't wow. know. Do they like let you pick your topics in debate? Would they just be like, we keep Ginny to argue the Iraq war was good. Yeah, <laughs> She's so our you anchor. Have, you have like three choices, but you can take whatever angle you want in the category I did. In, in other like debate only categories, yeah, you sometimes have to argue a side you don't want to argue. I, like, I what mean, is like the framing of one of these arguments? Like it wouldn't be like, is Gundam good, right? It would be. It's more specific. It would, in extent, which is what I did, it would be very specific. Like there was one that was like, is World of Warcraft a harbinger of social change? <laughs> I would hate to argue that. <laughs> that was a really good one for me because I don't, I don't like play video games. I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> so naturally, I won an award arguing that Warcraft is good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually, I think I might have won, but I, um, I like found an article on it. But that was like a start, the start of me complaining that it was like things were sexist. That might have been my first. Nice. My first complaint about something being sexist was that. That was the, the, that. That was a question. That seems like a good move on a team where you're the only girl. Yeah, like, exactly. I was bringing up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Video games. What is this? Yeah. yeah. Wait. So you you were talking before about I I feel like we moved past this, but that you had uh, your boyfriend or like boyfriend after this maybe that you called illiterate like was he the boyfriend before and then you called him illiterate and then it was over or how long have you been abusing men (laughs) i abused him the most to be honest um i mean we're still friends but uh no he became my boyfriend later but the thing is we were like i went to an all-girls school he went to an all-boys school my team was really small it was almost all boys in the um like speech and debate category we did and i was basically like the first girl who ever like talked to him so it didn't really matter if i was mean to him you know what i mean like you dominated the field yes i really dominated the field. (laughs) it was an entirely Ginny economy back then yes yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) um so that's how that one went down 
I often yeah. wish I was the only boy girls talked to. Yeah. For like the lack of. I just feel like I'd feel special. You <laughs> the only guy who did stand up. I dream. wish that all the time, and it's never the case. <laughs> but it is the dream. <laughs> you wish for a situation where you'd be like, I'd like to speak for men here. And everyone's like, finally. <laughs> the NBC stand up for diversity panel. It's just all dudes. It's just Big J Okerson three times <laughs> judging white guys. <laughs> this guy's got a good point. <laughs> I like what he said about if I fucked an Asian. Yeah, that's what I would have said. <laughs> Give him our treasured fingerless glove award. Yeah, the trophy is a gold fingerless glove. <laughs> oh, he's so easy. It's so easy to make fun of him. I know. I know. But you got to respect what he does. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. It's one of the New York changed since you left. You don't know. Understand? Yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah, De Blasio after he got off the campaign trail, like one of his first things he did when he got back was uh, like put the cops in the in the subway terminals, and then also institute a law where we have to respect Big J Okers. Yeah, part of stop and frisk is stopping crowd work. <laughs> Where cops just come up and they're just like, so who's dating? <laughs> you two? You're a family? Okay. I got pulled over. My friend was driving me home from like a show and a cop pulled her over because her lights weren't on. And he immediately does like, like we, she, he asked where we were coming from when we said the stand-up show. And he does like the annoying thing that guys do where they're like, so tell me a joke or whatever. And I like wanted to snap at him and I like almost did. And then I was like, oh, she's going to take it if I like don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing with cops is not only uh, uh, do you want to get out of the ticket, but you're like, this man has a gun. Yeah, and he exactly. wants to know my yeah. funniest joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was literally like, what's your stand up about? And I was like, I hate this. <laughs> man, it's about man. It's, what it, it's me, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I tackle forbidden fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've told the story on the show before, but when me and Kath were driving up to Vermont, we got pulled over. And the cop asked for our credits, looked up this podcast, <laughs> and then was like, you guys are cool, and just let us go. <laughs> I was afraid he was going to play a clip of anything and just hear me like, fucking pigs. <laughs> I think that was in my tape at the time, too, so this is like a legitimate concern. <laughs> I mean, literally the cover art for this podcast has one of us wearing a hat that says no cops. <laughs> Like it was a very brief search. Yeah. He was really into the idea that we were going to play a pancake shop. <laughs> and we were late for the show. Do you get free pancakes for doing stand-up comedy? Yeah, you do. It's pretty cool, huh? Hey, check out uh, Comedy and Crepes in Burlington, Vermont. Get out there. Were the pancakes good? Yeah, I mean, I call them pancakes, but they are crepes. I want to <laughs> say that for the record. It's Comedy and Crepes, and they are fantastic. That sounds good. Yeah, it sounds delicious. Although if you wait to order them at the end of the show, the kitchen might be closed. That's a real risk. It it's be, not uh, all laughs on here. I just saw some freaking aliens, man. Oh, whoa. It's me, Tom DeLong from Angels and Airwaves. What's up, dudettes? I just thought I'd 
drop into the mosh pit to let everybody know that they should subscribe to the Ballin' Out Super Patreon on patreon.com slash pod. You can get a whole high schooling episode every week, an extra episode. Wow, that's out of this world, just like the aliens I actively research with my money as a rock and roll guy. Whoa. Uh, so this week we watched uh the the i think newest i think the newest maybe not newest but like it's a fairly new gundam property you voted you all voted for it in our uh patreon but we watched iron-blooded orphans now you're used to orphans people with no family but what of their blood that's what this show attempts to address. <laughs> um, now, just quick round robin here. Who is familiar with the Gundam franchise? Ginny? I'm not. It's going to be a no from Ginny. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, do you have, what Gundams do you know? Oh, I love. I mean, yeah, I've seen a lot of the Gundams. I saw, uh, obviously, Gundam Wing. We've oh, talked about extensively Wing. on this show. G Gundam, we've even watched Wing? on this yes. show. Uh, I watched, like, Gundam X. You're crazy. Uh, which I don't really remember what it was about. I just remember that the Gundam was cool and that the kid kind of looks like the main kid in Iron Blooded Orphan. Huh. Uh, <laughs> in an anime, go figure. You're telling me the lead of the show was a brooding young man <laughs> with black spiky hair. Yeah, but he has a secret, doesn't he? <laughs> I don't remember. Mm, yeah, I have mainlined a lot of Gundams yeah. straight into my veins. The second you figure out a mobile suit is just their name for the big robot, you're like, oh, we got words we're going to use? <laughs> oh, I am 100% on board. And this show, I mean, when you watch the first episode of an anime, we've already talked about how bad they are at establishing what the show does. But Gundam in particular just loves just adding nonsense words over yeah. and over about this expansive lore that does not fucking matter at all. Because none of them connect to each other. None no. of the shows, they always just restart. They're it's different universes. Different universe where it just so happens there's big robots that fight. Sometimes they're all in the universe from the original one. They're like, remember that? And I'm like, that show from 1978? No, I don't remember that. I live in America. It's not part of the lexicon. But um, uh, yeah, this one was good. That, yeah. I'll say that. Jenny, do you have any experience with giant robots? Um, No, not in like an anime context. And what about in a Western context? (laughs) Have you seen like a big Wally? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I feel like I'm disappointing. Giant robots. Transformer. No. No. Pacific Rim. No. What was the other one that came out recently? Uh, Godzilla, King of Monsters. Godzilla, I feel like it's like a flesh robot. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I only watched something. Of, it would have to be like a guy making me, and I'm trying to think when the last time that happened was. Right. When were you forced against your will? To oh, Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah, how about that? There's a big I, robot I in that. Star Wars movies, but I can't remember which ones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Definitely not. You know, growing up in a Catholic school, Jesus was kind of a giant yeah. robot to me because he was larger that. than life. Yeah. And like, I kind of, am, I'm familiar with like robots in like a tech sense of like the artificial intelligence taking over, uh, overwhelming yes. intelligence. Again, just seeming big, just like a big, yeah, yeah, like a big concept. Yeah. yeah. 
okay, so we're all on the same page there. Yeah, so we're so we watched uh, Iron Blooded Orphans, mm-hmm. uh, which has a perfectly uh, you know normal name, normal ass show. <laughs> Nothing to be worried about here. Doesn't at all sound like. Some shit from Charlottesville. I'll tell you, if I was was watching this show and a bunch of parents showed up, though, I would have thrown a fit. <laughs> <laughs> Opening scene. Hey, son. <laughs> <laughs> knock, knock. It's your old dad. <laughs> just checking in to see if you're in a... Hey, that's a big robot. <laughs> hey, just checking in to make sure your veins are still full of regular blood. <laughs> <laughs> and they are? great <laughs> and then you wait for a twist but no i mean that they really deliver on the title because there is no it's uh no no moms allowed yeah no moms know? no dads it's a real ass kids paradise <laughs> and the show as we find out takes place on mars yeah uh and the the name of the episode uh, is if it hasn't been hammered home enough by the title of the show what is it Jeremy? Uh, is iron and blood iron and blood huh <laughs> again nothing to be afraid of here no weird fascist <laughs> shit going on with this show. Finally, a show. <laughs> Just a normal ass show about orphans with robots. A f- show to watch in the fatherland, for yep. sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it opens on, uh, and, and also worth noting for this episode of the podcast, uh, I have taken notes on the episode, and uh, I don't usually do this, so uh, this is probably not going to be great. At this moment, you should pause the recording and applaud. <laughs> applaud jeremy for doing such great work that normally we outsource to katie rose leon <laughs> uh yeah so we got some uh some gun shit happening in the alleyway there's like an alleyway and there's like some kids with guns yeah they they have guns and they're young and they're talking in kind of like vague half sentences yeah i didn't get anything from the scene but i feel like it no, was important this was uh, a note that is recurring throughout my notes on the episode i wrote orphans question mark yes <laughs> Where are the parents? Perhaps these are the orphans. <laughs> it's just something you're wondering watching the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then it uh, it cuts away from that, and we never see that again. No, it cuts... Well, that's the thing, is I, I got nothing from the scene, but they did keep showing little snippets of it mm-hmm. throughout the rest of the episode. Maybe while you were taking notes, you were missing it, but they'd be in like the middle of a fight, and they'd be like, we were just boys, and they would just show like... <laughs> them leaning on an alley and be like we would loiter anywhere we wanted yeah um, i kind of wonder if this is like maybe related to the mars independence thing like uh, there's no way of knowing based on the information <laughs> they gave us in this episode but anyway let, let's just get the basic plot out here. yeah so uh so we cut away from that and we're we're uh, at a, a military base with a big ass gundam in a garage there's a bunch of kids around they're getting an assignment this is the first time that we hear about uh there's a freedom movement and they talk about Mars independence. Right. And uh, as a, a veteran of the Gundam series, thank me for my service. Um, uh, when you're watching these, you are just waiting for the moment. They're going to be like, by the way, here's the big robot. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that they got it out of the way right away. This show is about finding the big robot and then just doing a slow pan. <laughs> <laughs> and they get that in. Just a nice top to bottom. Yeah. You You hear a whistle in the distance. (laughs) (laughs) Once you get to the top, a sparkle comes off its eye. Yeah. Yep. Um, Lit from above always. I don't know where that light's coming from. Sometimes (laughs) they're in space. Uh, But uh, they'll show the nice big Gundam at the beginning of the show. But then for the rest of the middle, they're fighting in these like ground hover tanks. Yeah, these little tanks. With like a battleship's cannon mounted on each side but no arms or anything so you know they're no good because if they were good they'd have big human arms yeah they have arms yeah 
Yeah. Uh, now, Jenny, what did you think about uh, like this whole like kind of um, mood that they're establishing by talking about this Mars independence movement, you know, and like kind of centering it around that? Yeah, I mean, I like I didn't know about this protect like, I, OK, my main question, did he want this trigger arm? Like, did he want to be part of this whole thing, basically? I don't know if that ties into like the Mars independence movement, but or is it like he just kind of gets it and then everyone's after him? Uh, normally in these things, you're just a, an angsty boy who is swept up and need these currents that are beyond yeah. you. You can't believe it. Because what I recall from Gundam Wing, which is, I think, probably the most popular of these, uh, the story is that it's these five teen boys who have five old men who built them a giant robot to fight in and then convinced <laughs> them to fly to Earth to fight in it. <laughs> They yeah. have daddies who have given them <laughs> given them a big toy. And he's like very much being controlled by this thing on his back, right? Like it felt very like Lord of the Rings where like he didn't really want it. Yeah, we gotta talk about that. Okay, so so they they, they kind of set up that uh the main characters we're watching are these like topless teen boys in this desert that I guess is on Mars. Which yeah. must be terraformed or something, because they're just walking around. And the sky's blue, and that's weird. And the sky's blue, so maybe it, it's either terraformed or they're in like a big shell that we don't see. But um, uh, they're just walking around, and what you have to understand is it is a hot boy Mars. <laughs> it's not yeah. your regular Mars you're used to. It's full of yeah. hunks, and they are just rippling in the Martian sun. Yeah, you may be thinking of like a Mars attacks uh, yeah. with those big brain guys not like that you're thinking mars that's a planet with less mass than earth if anything it would have less gravity and make you weaker that is not the case <laughs> you just look great on mars yeah um and so it it almost and correct me if you feel differently but it had a top gun like feeling yeah to yeah, yeah everyone's yeah. dressed like top gun uh-huh and um but this boy he can't like get the girl to like him right like that's the problem they kidnap well, I, her. I feel like they don't kidnap her. We're going to get into the girl in a second because she's a major character of the show. And she is also a trope that they do in Gundam series of the wildly fancy girl. Yeah. Just the yeah, fanciest fancy. girl you ever did see. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. We, did you write down the main names of our main characters? I think. I yeah. Our main guy is. uh Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> Again, I'd like to remind everybody I don't do this most of the time. Here's, uh, here's one Mikazuki is the guy with the eyebrows, and okay. uh, Cordelia Bernstein is our fancy lady. Hello, I'm Cordelia Bernstein, <laughs> and I'm here to fight Mars for the Martians. Um, <laughs> I'm a very influential 15-year-old girl. <laughs> Um, the only other one I remember off the top of my head is there's a chubby Samwise Gamgee like boy who's in with all the hot boys. And yes. His name is Biscuit. So, yeah. So that's a bit of fun, isn't it? Yeah. What yeah. year was this? Was this new? Is this new? It's like fairly new. Yeah. Um, yeah. past couple years. Like uh, it was in reaction to Trump. <laughs> they were like, we have to do something. We have to make a Gundam that's like about something now. It's like when yeah. My Chemical Romance formed in the wake of 9-11. <laughs> this show was made. Is that a real thing? You always say Yes, that. it is a real... I always say it for a good reason. Because it's an important <laughs> history fact. It's an important fact. 
Um, uh, so I feel like you, <laughs> yeah, you so everyone's, yeah. everyone's naked in their Gundams. Another thing that we hear about a lot at this point is uh, landmines seem to be a big part of their lives. They're complaining because the brass is having them put out landmines as a drill and then clean up the landmines when they are suddenly attacked by this force. And they don't know who it is. But one last thing on the boys I want to say before we move on is aside from just being topless all the time and topless in the Gundams, there's like a practical reason to it because they have these holes in the base of their spines yeah. that juts out like a Matrix thing, and it's really gross, and they plug into the robots. And honestly, I'm watching that, and I'm thinking, more of this. <coughs> more of these practical effects. We were watching it, and we saw their spiky little backs when they were doing pull-ups. They were doing pull-ups and just we to were see like, who I wonder, get the smoothest. I wonder if that's their spine because they're so skinny. Uh, and then, yeah, at some point they show like these like six inch needles being stuck into them to plug into the Gundam. Yeah, they have a cutaway where they show like, oh, Haru, I remember when you got your bite or whatever. And then it's just like a child with its head being shoved into a, a, a recliner while they stab it with a needle. And you're like, Jesus Christ, it's very graphic. Yeah, which I guess, again, like lends itself, Jenny, to what you were saying, like, is this like something that was chosen by these people? Is this something that's thrust upon them? The needle kind of makes me think that they don't choose this. I mean, it did seem like this character like didn't want to fight, but he just got stuck with this trigger arm. It was being really mean to him. I felt like it, he was being bullied by this thing connected to him. You know, the the one with the dark hair, the short one. Yeah, yeah. Like the well, he seems like again very Gundam thing. He doesn't want to fight, but is incidentally like the best fighter the world has yeah. ever seen. And could, like, for whatever reason, take one of these little floaty tanks and take out an army by himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's a very spunky lad that way. Yeah. But I think that hammers in the premise of the show. These are orphans. They're there against their will. <laughs> and they have iron in their blood from the big needle. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's so a bit of a metaphor. Uh, yeah. So then uh, it's at this point that we kind of like do a little cutaway thing where we see uh, a couple other players who I think will probably come into the show later the more. The grand game. Players in the grand game. But we see one spaceship full of very clearly bad guys. Uh, and they have a, this is uh, particularly interesting to me, I think, uh, uh they have a glass bottom spaceship, right? As if they are doing a tour of like space Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy loved that. I think because it was the most like normal ship like thing that you see in space. Now, Ginny, I love space. Jeremy hates space and wishes that space was just more trains. Do you have a particular feeling on the subject? I actually weirdly, it's like a life goal of mine to go into space, but like on like yeah. a luxury thing, not like to, to explore. Again, normal shit. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, like this, I this is what people want to do. Is all I'll say. Like it doesn't have to be. I mean, it wouldn't be luxury. It would just be really expensive. But you know how they like you can like go on like a cruise where you just like go into space for like a day and then you come back. Like Lance it's, like, Bass. Really, really yeah. Like Lance Bass has been to space. Yeah, exactly. It's probably like twenty five thousand dollars, but I just want to do it once. Right. Yes, it was Lance, and that's what the show was about. <laughs> it's if Lance Bass and his friends were in space in around the year nineteen ninety nine, and that's why they look like that. I cannot they say enough about these shredded young boys. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so uh, we see the glass bottom ship, and then we see another ship with with fancy, fancy lads in white outfits. Yes, this is this is the Earth forces, and so the general plot we're cropping together here is that there's insurrection on Mars because they feel like they're a colonial uh, 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 object of the Earth forces, and that they're being somehow abused vaguely by the Earth forces. And the only thing we see about the Earth Federation are these uh, two guys who both kind of look like Milo Yiannopoulos in different ways. (laughs) And they're wearing capes. And they're like, "Mm, all is well on the colonies, is it not? (laughs) Uh, And they refer to Earth as the Earth Sphere. Because, hey, it's just some Gundam shit, baby. That's just some Gundam shit. Space for the space noids, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so uh i also wrote down here real gundam shit because it's at this point that we see that we get the voice actor for one of the glass bottom guys is is like just like some gundam ass dude sounds like uh the the announcer from From gundam wing oh yeah uh they float down the hallway yes okay so we were waiting for some space shit to happen and they were like why don't we take a walk and then got in the hallway and just did a a push and then glided and we were like yeah (laughs) that's what we want to see we want to see more of that i'm hoping there's more to come yeah um so uh yeah then we uh, go to mars and uh there's a protest and they they have a big uh, protest in the street with all the signs that are like mars for the martians fuck off we're full that sort of shit protestants (laughs) out says that in a lot of places <laughs> there's a picture of the queen and her head's getting cut off um i i just feel like the one character we, we've skipped to introduce before this turbulent scene is uh the the fancy girl what's her name Am- amelia oh uh, cordelia cordelia birdstein oh yeah, cordelia not birdstein. amelia a real name <laughs> Cordelia's her. how did you feel about her so just to describe her she has like what I would describe as like a dog's tail as hair. <laughs> yeah. It's incredibly like long and curved into like an upside down heart. Yeah, I thought she was pretty. I also think I confused her with the girl right in the beginning who's like more of a badass because Cordelia kind of like is like a little bit of a victim, right? Like she's like. She is, <laughs> again, this character they just recycle in these series of like. Yeah. This girl who is, for whatever reason, an important ambassador at the age of 16, but also, like, has read, like, five history books and is hopelessly idealist, and they just send her Mm -hmm. into war-torn situations, and she goes, oh, heavens! (laughs) 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 Yeah, um, and they uh, assign her a guard of iron-blooded orphans, and she meets our four main characters. Biscuit... Hirohito, <laughs> Mikazuki, Mikazuki, and uh, the other guy, J- uh, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, Justin Timberlake. Um, yeah. So there's the the big uh, Mars protest, and then we like go up the the hill a little way, and we see that there's like we see like a little bit like what the cities on Mars look like. And there's like favelas. There's like these big like hillside cities that are like fucked up. Yeah, Mars is like Mexico. It's like Mexico. Yeah, it's like Mexico City. It's lit. Um. And uh, we, I wrote no, down we, Mikazuki has big eyebrows. I don't know why I wrote that down. Well, he does. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why. Uh, they're also the entire time doing um, just the the 
most like shameful dialogue writing you will ever watch in a TV show. They were like, Mikazuki, yeah, this reminds me of that war 300 years ago. Yeah. Oh, the one with Mars? <laughs> How could I forget it? <laughs> and that is honestly, when you watch these shows, I feel like they're designed to be watched 50 at a time, and you just want to spoon feed information in. So it doesn't even feel bad. You're just like, yeah, huh? Uh-huh. What happened yeah. in the war? I bet a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, but things are coming to a boiling point in Mars, and there's a lot of unrest. Yeah, and then uh, Mikazuki's giving Cordelia a tour around the base, uh, and he makes several uh, class-based burns at her. Yes! Okay, so she goes, she's, uh, Cordelia is clearly in love with Mikazuki, because he's he's the leader of his troop, but he's like small and like wiry and she's like i want him to give me a tour and they're like missus it's not wise and she's like i'm going with him (laughs) and they walk down the hall and she goes i want a handshake and they stop in the middle of the hall and she takes off her glove to get a good one (laughs) (laughs) and then kind of waits for him to do like to do it and then he goes i would but my hands are covered in shit. <laughs> and he shows her, and they're like covered in like oil and shit. They're iron. There's iron blood all over them. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, my. And he's like, I guess it was never meant to happen. And he walks away. We're very different. <laughs> we, uh, we have to do something to stop this Cheeto in chief. And then he walks <laughs> away. Um, I like Gundam attempting class analysis i don't think that's really happened before uh yeah i guess not it definitely doesn't happen in gundam wing <laughs> everyone's a fancy lad they're that. a fancy first of all they're fancy lads who are fencing all of the time and also they're from like weird space families that deploy a single boy to earth yeah it, do, it doesn't have any kind of class analysis uh except that you should learn to fence for practical reasons but i guess g gundam kind of had like uh like a peasant class that was like watching the g gundams fight yeah they don't they, all they do is like watch gundams fight though yeah, i know they're like oh i sure wish i could afford a gundam <laughs> never even happened yeah they were kind of like the greek chorus of what you're thinking of like oh it's a big one <laughs> is that robot wearing a sombrero <laughs> why <laughs> Which of these characters are in other Gundam shows? So that's what we're saying is each time they do a show, they restart it from scratch for the most part. And a lot of them don't cycle over, but they do this very lazy thing where they take a character who is almost exactly the same and just kind of drop them in. Like all of the main characters are brooding spiky boys. That's kind of like the CW. I feel like all those shows are like, I mean, it's all dramas. It's a formula that works. That's why they do it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's what we want yeah you've got you know you got the jock the stoner you know the impossibly fancy aristocratic 15 year old girl <laughs> biscuit <laughs> biscuit is by the way like shot for shot just samwise kmg i'm sorry he rules he's the best biscuit uh king king of the show yeah Fantastic shout out to character. biscuit yeah. biscuit if you're listening absolute king <laughs> We we stand a biscuit king because this whole thing in the whole show is like somebody will be like burning somebody else and then they'll like cut to him to be like yeah biscuit what do you think he's like I don't think we need to be talking like this I'll leave him alone <laughs> <laughs> are we on guard duty guys <laughs> uh yeah so they're uh, doing their little tour and then uh, out of nowhere fucking uh, Gundams attack the base. 
yeah and this is the moment gundam does like a i feel like as a series uh they really toe a line into being like the ya of uh anime genres because it has all this pulpy kid shit with like the big robots but then they'll have just have a scene of two people talking and then snipers blow their heads off (laughs) (laughs) just for a second be like by the way this show is about real ass shit for normal people (laughs) it's a a fucking normal show um but yeah we watched like two I don't think they were 18, just like legally children just die in front yeah. of us. And then the Gundams attack. Well, I think you stop being an orphan at 18. So yeah, they're true. definitely not orphans. Actually, you never stop being an orphan. When you lose your parents, you never heal from those wounds. You can grow. But you'll never <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, the, they're attacking and uh, <laughs> nobody knows who it is. And uh, uh, well, I mean, it's worth pointing out that nobody knows who it is because I feel like okay. So in in the military, right? There's a lot of combat that would engage. Like if you're in the Syrian civil war mm-hmm. and you're attacked, there's a good chance because there's 18 sides you don't know who it is. In this situation, these boys who run this military base are attacked, and everyone stops what they're doing to be like, "Who who is this?" <laughs> I will not get in the tank. Who is it? <laughs> and the brass is just like begging them, please, please go fight the guy. And they're like, I don't know who the guys are. I'm going to have to know. <laughs> it's a big plot point is that they don't want to go fight because they don't, they don't know what's going on. Yeah. But so they do, they go out there, they fight. Mikazuki's really good at it. He's so good at so it. So good at it's it. It's one of those things where you're watching him do it and you're like, ah, I wish I could do it like that. Uh, but it, uh, at some point, it seems like all is lost. They're, they're getting their asses handed to them. And then one of them's like, hey, actually, I had a backup plan. We put flares on the boss's ship. Yeah. <laughs> their backup plan is just selling out their bosses to be <laughs> murdered in this coup because they light flares off. Yeah, which to again, really nice to see Gundam with class analysis. Yes. <laughs> Get eaten. Um, uh, we also learn a little bit about what what is the name of the enemy group here? It's like the Garnarf. <laughs> it's, I don't fucking know. The, it's the big bad Beetleborgs. No, Gallerhorn. Gallerhorn's attacking. Mm -hmm. Now, we didn't find out what that is, but (laughs) Gallerhorn. And you know they're bad because they have some generic but larger mobile suits that have arms and legs, so you know they're dangerous. And the the enemy uh, captains and stuff are piloting them, and uh, they're big and green, and one of them has a big battle axe in one hand and then a big rifle in the other, and you're watching that like, Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, too. Seems like a lot of guns. And then, uh, and then some... out of nowhere, his head is also a gun. Yeah, his head is also a gun. And you're watching that and you're thinking, now these are some Gundams with parents. <laughs> that's something everyone thinks of. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so that's all going down. And then uh, we we see inside uh, Cordelia's running around and, and she looks at the Gundam and it seems like, is she going to get in the Gundam? What's going to happen? Yeah, maybe that's why she's important is because she actually pilots the Gundam. But then she doesn't. But it's... then rest assured, no, she is a woman in, <laughs> in an anime. And she just watches and is like, my biscuits. <laughs> and then Biscuit pops up. He's like, did someone say biscuits? And, you know, that's kind of why he has that yeah. name. Uh, but so, uh, yeah, it closes on the big, big Gundam comes out. And it's got a big sword. 
Yeah, I cannot. Big sword. Yeah, I I know you haven't watched these shows traditionally, Ginny, but seeing such a big sword and a big robot, you had to be like, come on. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I didn't expect the sword to be that big. No, I, <laughs> or none of us did. None of us did. I think of a sword with a robot. It's like what, like they, I feel like they should have evolved beyond swords though, you know? You'd yeah. think that, but they actually get better when they have arms and legs and swords. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The reason that is never quite explained. Yeah. Um, sometimes they'll have ones where they have little like mini guns they control with their mind, but I feel like that's kind of played out by this point. It's not very much fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, ultimately it's like, uh, it needs to look a little bit human. Otherwise, yeah, it it's needs not a Gundam. To. We cannot explain why, <laughs> but it has to look like a dude that is a robot. Like even when they made uh, the the stupid one for G Gundam that looks like a fish, they were like, "It's a dude in a fish costume." Though, <laughs> let's be clear, this is a dude in a fish costume. <laughs> I know it is a robot, but it is shaped like a dude that is dressed as a fish. <laughs> a lot of money went into this. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's uh, let's uh, wrap this up and rate the episode. Ginny, what did you think? Out of uh, we're rating out of seven Dragon Balls. Um, I'm gonna give it. I have no context. I'll give it or like nothing to compare to. I'll give it four Dragon Balls. Okay, okay. Um, you like overall? You liked it? it was just fine. I liked it. I wouldn't watch more. But I thought it was enjoyable. <laughs> if it came on at your hotel at like one in the morning, maybe yeah. you'd watch it. Yeah, yeah. Would you really? Yeah. I would like watch it while trying to go to sleep. Okay, all, all right. right. Yeah. That's actually one of my favorite ways to watch TV. Um, yeah. yeah, this has been Alex's favorite ways to watch TV. Wrap it up. Yeah, Alex, out of seven dragons. Out balls. of seven, I'm gonna give it six because I really don't want to do the bit and. Uh, I greatly enjoyed this show. Here's what it's got. It's got angsty boys with no parents, no dads allowed. Get out of my room. It's boys time and it's on Mars. It's in space, which is really all I'm asking of any television show. Um, People are floating around. I like that. There's big, big robots. They got arms. They got legs and they're holding conventional weapons for some reason, (laughs) even though they have access to guns. But the big swords are better than the guns. And these are just all boxes I'm checking on my way to a, a, a perfect anime experience. And so I'm going to give it that. And I'm not going to give it a full seven because uh, it did the Gundam thing where it sets up the overly elaborate plot without really juicing me in first. Like if it was more of the battle and then maybe some plot in the second episode like Evangelion does, then I could be more on board, I think. Yeah. I think I'm also going to give this six out of seven Dragon Balls. Uh, I think it was fantastic. (laughs) I think it was very good. Uh, We both had bronchitis recently. Yeah, we did. Uh, Weirdly enough, unrelated to our ratings. Uh, (laughs) But um, yeah, I I, it's got everything you want from a Gundam property. You you, you want sad boys with giant robots. Yeah. You want fancy women who 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 are, you know, impossibly devoted to sad boys with giant robots. Just they have no business being this fancy. Yeah. How did they outrageous. even get in this situation? How much royalty could there possibly be in space? I know Katie would have loved it, too, which is too bad that she is at whatever work she's doing right now. But yeah. uh, damn, pour one out. Pour, pour <laughs> one out for a real one. Katie Rosalie. Uh. <laughs> uh, plugs. Jenny, what do you got going on? 
Oh, um, I run a show in LA. If you guys live here, you can find all my stuff at Ginny Hogan underscore on Twitter. But my shows tonight, although I doubt this is gonna be out by that, just find me on Twitter and, and you'll see my shows. It'll be out tomorrow Ginny morning. Out tomorrow yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. The show will have one thing by then. Oh well, what is it? A monthly? It uh, it's our first time, and we're gonna try to make it like a biweekly. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. what's it called? It's called Hard Jokes at the Little Easy. <laughs> Mm. And uh, the title also might change. So I would say just find me on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) You actually don't, you don't want to know any of the current uh, information about the show. (laughs) It's also good. (laughs) Okay. Um, Didn't you write a book or something recently? I wrote a book. Yeah, yeah, Please buy my book. It's called Toxic Femininity in the Workplace. Also on my Twitter. It's my pinned tweet. (laughs) Right. It's an issue uh, millions of men deal with every day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very um, important. yeah. Okay. Yes. Jeremy, do you want to go next? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Uh, find me on Twitter at Jeremy Thunder and um, uh, check out my, uh, my new as of yet untitled podcast project with Bryn from Beep Beep Lettuce. What's it about? It's about movies and and uh, video stuff in general. Like it's, it's about videos. Man, I love movies. It's gonna be about videos. <laughs> it's just about anime. <laughs> no, not anime. Anything but anime. Yeah, be careful on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Might be some toe stepping going on. <laughs> uh, no, we're gonna watch like movies. We're gonna watch weird like esoteric uh, like old VHS shit. Oh, uh, just like uh, just some um, yeah VHS videos. Sounds great. uh i love videos uh follow me on twitter at patak jokes if it is tuesday and you're listening this or wednesday pod america is having another live debate show for the democratic debates at the secret loft on 11 20 it starts at eight this time i believe no wait the debate starts at 9, so uh, the show starts at 8.30, and uh, we're just going to get swifty and watch these people uh, waste our time for another two hours. Beautiful. Yeah, you got you to gotta love it. And uh, sign up for the Patreon, and follow me on Twitter at Patak Jokes, and that's, my, that's what my things are right now. Oh, wow. That's a bit of me right now. Look at all those things. I haven't coughed in so long. <laughs> Isn't that impressive? Like, yep. if you listen to this show, you'd be a little proud of me right now. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, that's it for this week. Join us next week. Super, Super from space. Super.